Well, hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Enjoy a beverage. And welcome to the Martini Lounge with Jonathan and Sergey. And you're back! Hello, it's another exciting installment oh, of the lounge. Oh, so exciting. It's the Martini Lounge. It's another great week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. sunshiny and beautiful here. We hail from the great Northwest. And so, yeah, I'm kind of excited to be here today. Me too. <laughs> I'm know, super excited, actually. You know, in comparison to every other time I'm here, it's <laughs> miserable. <laughs> today, <laughs> today's just the most exciting, right. I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um no, but it's it's going to be a good show. We're talking yeah. to um, somebody great. His name is always. Michael Hitchcock. Michael Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Because um, we, we like to collect actors. And, and so he's <laughs> one of our collection. He actually goes into a little menagerie after the show. Oh, so, right, 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 right. Yeah. We, we get little action figures. It's true. One I of the wish. things I love about him is I love anybody who has done a Christopher Guest right. movie, first of all. Right. And he's done almost all of them. Um, and it, and because it's a, that's movies based on improv. I mean, Christopher Guest loves to let his actors. It's almost all improv. I'm pretty right. sure they only get suggestions and then they go. <laughs> you know, he's done Best in Show, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wind, yeah. Mascots, which is out on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Um, these great and I, you and I both right. have a past. We have a history of of improv in our past, and it's just fun. Someone said to me the other day, uh, how, "Why is it that someone can give you and Sergey just?" a thought, a word, and, and then you guys just it. riff yeah. for like, I'm like, yeah. that's my favorite thing to do in the studio when we're doing promos is, mm-hmm. is, and we had an intern, Houston, he used to do this for us, would go in there, he was our recording intern, and we would, our audio intern, and oh, we yeah. would riff, he's yep. like, just riff, and we'd go for 10 minutes on something that he gave us, and then he would just use that to... Use little snippets, <laughs> and it comes out with um, pretty interesting stuff, because right? we never say anything <laughs> appropriate or no, low-key. No, it's always no. something crazy. And most of the time, we don't know what we said. So. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Something um, happened. It's funny because, uh, so, you know us, we like to cuss like sailors probably all of the time. That's like always weird when someone apologizes to me for cussing. Right. I'm I'm like, girl. What? <laughs> I have not done my job. I know. <laughs> I should huh. probably let you know. Um, but apparently I do, so um, you and I did a, sh- are doing still, I guess, a short film. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not done yet. And so whenever they have the camera rolling, but not everyone is on set yet. Um, or, or not everything is ready. Apparently, I cuss like a sailor. And so yes. the director messaged me one day, and he's like, I'm going to have a reel just of you saying cuss words, and it's probably going to be longer than the whole movie. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is the director is the true. sweetest guy, but yeah. he's very, uh, he can be shy, yeah. and he can be a little, like, right. seems a little softer than you or I mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Well, he sent me that, I told you, he sent me a text once, and he goes, I miss your energy on set, and because yeah. my part's done. Yeah. And I said, you mean my dark, foreboding energy? Because I play an asshole. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you're kind of intense, and it's it can be fun. I'm like, okay, you I'll are. take it. I saw the first cut of it, I'm and you are really intense and actually Good. do really well. You do Good, really well. because I'm so. an asshole. So. You are. You do Proof asshole really well. shining, beautiful, sensitive queen can be a total dick. <laughs> and can play a straight guy. That's true. And you do play a straight guy, mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. It really does work. Which, you know, know, is the ultimate acting challenge. It is. It is. Oh, for real. Especially when they're... I remember. You've got to think it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had to be a really gruff, Mm -hmm. scruffy, like... Drinking a beer. Yeah. Alcoholic straight guy. (laughs) Like, I just... And so, I start with physical, and so you just don't shave forever. Yeah. And then, well, for me, two days, because I can grow a beard in... in There it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, it's just... It's weird. You get to dance. 
I do. I'm actually shooting that um, later tonight. I know. It's going to be the whole, finally. the final shot of the whole film. It's the dance. I have this feeling that you are going to be shooting for, for a while. Because so, he really wants this. Yes. Perfect. So the thing with the dance is, um, I've rehearsed the dance a lot of times now. I, I have the whole thing. Yeah. I know how to do it. Okay. I'm good. Um but usually we rehearse anywhere between one to two hours. Yeah. And by the by hour two, I'm dead. I'm rolling yeah. on the floor. I'm just, I can't. <laughs> like, just move just my limbs for yeah. me. <laughs> exactly. Just, just put them how I don't, you want them. <laughs> I don't know how I get home. <laughs> I'm about to fall asleep. So um, it's exhausting. But the shoot today is probably going to be around four to five hours. It is going to be rough. I hope so... he is. Pre- <laughs> the sign of a good director is take yeah. care of your actors. I exactly. really hope he's watching you making sure you know, you. He's pretty good on at that, days like yes. this, you have to you get to be pampered. Uh, please. Hello. Because yeah. you've got exhausting work to do. <laughs> I know. And, he, and part of that is a selfish reason because you have to keep that actor right. you know, Energized. up so that oh, every yeah. time that they're odd because you're going to work them Because you have to perform yeah. every time. So, you can't be tired after time yeah. four. Many directors do not think about this. Yeah. True. I mean, me, an Oscar winning director. <laughs> no. But Soon in my be. community theater yes, that's what I've learned. But yes. yeah, so part of what we love about live theater is, well, and even acting in movies, which yeah. are very, very different mm-hmm. than live theater, but is that improv thing. I, right. I personally mm-hmm. think that having a skill set of improvisation right. is a really good safety net, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, a lot of people think it's scary because it's just right on the spot. But I, at the same time, if you're in a, like a regular play right. or a quote-unquote straight play, right. And you get to that point where someone has dropped a line or, yeah. you know, or something the happens. only way you're going to get through it is this, right. like, if you find a good way to improv it through exactly. until you get back to the road. You have to take right. a little side road. Right. Exactly. A little road. detour. Mm-hmm. A detour. Yeah, and then come back. Detour. Yeah. Um, I think I think you're so right. Improv is, I mean, not only is it a safety net, but also yeah. it's such a valuable thing when you're doing, you know, comedies. Yeah. Um, whatever that means, because you can take a moment that is written well and yeah, escalated yeah. so much more with I just agree. a few lines. Yeah. Just sprinkle that in. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello. Little dash. Little dash. Little dash. Uh, a pinch right here. It's pinch what right there. I enjoy about our work. Yes. Because let's face it, I would say it's ninety percent improv. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we riff all the time. Or it's, yeah, it's us. if you MC, that's what you do. You <laughs> yes. Know, you just gotta yes. do that stuff. So I'm excited. Listen, uh, Michael Hitchcock has been doing this for a while. He mm-hmm. was. We're going to talk to him about how we got his start because he started with the great Groundlings. Right. I have a lot of respect for the Groundlings. Right. Uh, S- Second City out of Chicago, you know, is also oh, a great, beautiful, and amazing. Place, but, yeah. So I really want to talk to him about. I, right. And then how do you integrate the two? How do you how integrate do you, exactly. you got a script? Because he has played both, well, uh, you know, action movies. He's mm-hmm. been in. You know, the dramas, dramatic as well yeah, as the comedy. comedy. Yeah. So. Well, and some directors, it's funny to me, um, really prefer you. I mean, it's all about their different style, but some directors yeah. really prefer you to be on book, on script, exactly, you know, how it's written. Do not improvise. The, do not sway from the, the it's exacto, like, oh. Yes, the exacto freaks. It's crazy. And I get it. That's a thing, but that is rough. It is rough because yeah. here's the thing. I, I mean, an actor should be able to do that. They should be able to deliver yes. any line you give them exactly. however you want to. Mm-hmm. That's a good actor. But. It's a lot more natural, and sometimes That's it feels thing. better if you yeah. give them that little bit to play with. Yeah. Give them a little wiggle room. They don't have to completely make up lines, yeah. but give them that wiggle room, or let them add whatever feels right in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, that, it's, I actually, it so you have to find that it's a fine line. It is. It yeah. is. But I agree because I feel like if you're allowed to look kind of play a little bit with yeah. the lines, right. then you can make it your own. It's easier to kind of exactly. Deliver. I will say I have directed some actors who. Mm-hmm are so off book <laughs> that it's absolutely 
painful. I have a feeling I know who this is. I do know who it is. Matthew will not. He will take, he counts the lines as suggestions. Well, and then, and and what's great is he is an amazing performer. Give that to someone who is not, and, well, if you're the director, you just kind of have to, you know, hope for the best. And as a director, which I must say, most directors probably have a a little bit of a control freak to them. A little bit. You know, because you have to be, but... It's your baby. It's your project. You have to, you know, you have to make sure it's going right. So it makes sense, but, yeah, I mean... Balance, come on. Balance. Balance. This is what we're saying. All about balance. Everything in moderation. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. learning that trick in life. Yes, and you're doing well at it. It's a life lesson. So how's that? We've been giving out many life lessons. We were giving our producer, Kurt, life lessons earlier. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. It's a really good life lesson. And also don't be Kurt. Just (laughs) please don't be you. You are the worst. You are the worst. Don't be Kurt. Don't be Kurt. Have you noticed in our society that hashtag has become... The, the verbal way of putting an exclamation point on something. Uh, That's yeah. when it's, you're super, I just need you to understand this is super important. Hashtag, yeah. don't be a Kurt. So you just made that one of the most important statements. I love it. I know. Just it's, by hashtag. I, I don't understand I sometimes don't. why it happens. Like, why why did we need this? Mm-hmm. I mean, it started so simply, but why did we, why did we incorporate it this way? Terribly, terribly wrong. But anyways, um, here in a we second, I know <laughs> we will be talking to Michael Hitchcock. He, I mean, you've seen him in everything. Um, he's been in Glee. Yeah. Um, he's been in in Bridesmaids. He um, is a writer for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Back in the day, he yep. was on Mad TV. He was yes. a writer, but he would also do uh, uh, be in front of the camera. And I just need to say that I am. I I love SNL. Right. I was a major fan of Mad TV right. back before the writer strike when, you know, they were still going. But I, I just have to have a lot of respect for that. And he is hilarious. And and we're going to talk is. to him about how he tends to always play these very awkward mm-hmm. individuals. So, <laughs> he does um, it so well. <laughs> he does. So I'm just going to ask him straight up, are you awkward? Are you awkward? <laughs> or what? Because we are. We oh. just own our awkward. I'm going to wear, yes. I'm going to get a t-shirt and that's all it says. I'm awkward. Awkward. And then just smile at someone, yeah. Randomly, <laughs> but don't, but don't make it nice. Make it a, a weird smile. Yes, and just for too long than you would normally smile at a person. Always, is you hold it like that hug that you hold for two seconds longer than needed. Ex- yeah, it's very subtle. They give you the cues of letting go, as and they're like, "Hey, we're done." <laughs> they're pushing just, away. You just pull the tighter. <laughs> yeah, they're kicking you. You're like, "Nope, we're good here." We're not, they're calling the police, but you're still good. You're still hugging. <laughs> you're getting tased. It just makes yeah. me tighter. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, brother. You know. I love it. Um, you know what? Science. One of the most awkward things you can do to a person <laughs> is wink at them really slowly. Oh, right. Well, and it's awkward for everyone. Well, and then I have to do the face that goes like... Yeah. I, well, some people can't wink. And I, I love that. I know. I love I, when they can't. Now, now we're just sitting here in the studio winking. just winking. Yeah. Just, it's not very audio friendly, but hey, it works for us. <laughs> and then I realized that I strained my neck muscles, so... I'm winking with my left eye and my face is like... What? Yeah, it's very you, strange. Have you, you have never strained a neck muscle? No, I have, but it doesn't affect my winking. Oh, it affects I, my muscles. I, I full wink my when face. I stress my, my my neck. I can I'm, still wink. I'm more natural left winker than a right. This one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome huh. to everybody out there in <laughs> Martini Lounge land. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. We should... We, we should, can wink. Yeah. Exactly. Our next guest is a celebrated actor, comedian, writer, and producer, best known for his work on Mad TV, Glee, as well as movies like Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, and Mascots, which you can currently see on Netflix. 
He is now a writer and producer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and we are very excited to bring Michael Hitchcock to the lounge. Michael, are you there? Hey, how you doing? Hey, great. We are great. How are you, kind sir? Good. Enjoying my martini as we speak. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, good. It's the only way. <laughs> That's the right. The only way. Yeah. When Me you're too. on the lounge, you drink oh, a martini. I know. So, let's start, you know. Yeah. Let's get to the beginning where, you know, your roots in improv. Let's talk about the Groundlings. And is that where it all began for you at the Groundlings? Uh, well, that's where I, yeah, that's where I studied improv, but I grew up, uh, in Chicago and watched, um, Chicago Second City. So I grew up, uh, loving sketch and improv and going down there as much as my family would allow us to do, uh, cause we lived in the suburbs. And, um, yeah, so I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it from afar as a kid. And then when I moved to LA, I started taking classes at the Groundlings because I went to some shows and loved their shows as well. And um, and that's how my improv career started. Yeah. And what a great inspiration. I mean, Second City, one of, one of the best uh, improv in, in the whole nation and, and, and world. To see them and then to follow suit in them. How did, and, and speaking of greats, how did you end up working with uh, a Christopher Guest? How did that come about? Well, uh, Christopher Guest saw me at a Groundlings show, actually. Really? Doing, uh, an improv show on a Thursday night, and I had no idea he was there, which was great, because I would have gotten nervous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Spinal Tap. Right. Yeah. And all that. And then, yeah, and then he, I found out that he wanted to meet me to talk about this uh, film he was making about community theater, and so <laughs> I went in and met him, and it was a very... Um, odd interview because Christopher is very quiet. Right. And so, you know, he would say, well, we're doing this thing about, you know, the community theater. And I, <laughs> and then I typed in like, this community theater as a kid because I did. And yeah, we yeah. had, you know, a lot of types like, um, just, you know, if anyone who's done community theater, you know, you have the stars who always get the parts. And, oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. So we do, yeah. We talked about that for a while and, uh, and I left and thought, well, he was quiet, and that was. And then I found out later I got cast in Waiting for Government. So, oh that's, my God. yeah, that's how it happened. I've heard he's very subdued. I, yeah. I've heard that he is a very subdued yeah. individual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis, who's the exact yes. opposite. So yes. He's like you know hilarious and funny, and Curtis is extremely funny, mm-hmm. like super funny. But he's it's a quiet kind of funny. He's very you know observant and. Um, and just uh, just a dry sense of humor, and he can make a joke, and you're not quite sure it's a joke, but then later <laughs> you figure out it must. So there's, you know, it, it takes. But I I really enjoy him very much. Well, yeah, and the spark of genius in that man. Just watching the movies that he puts out and the actors he works with, that's what just makes you go. I may not understand because I'm crazy and loud, but oh, I totally get that he's a genius, complete genius. Yeah. It's very weird because people sometimes on those when we've done a film on a film, one of those films, they'll go like, "Don't you laugh all the time? How's it? How is it not to laugh?" And my answer is, at least on that, is we're all scared of Christopher. <laughs> 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 I love that, but you so, even yeah, the actors in those movies. I don't, no, no, just we had to laugh. I mean, I I laughed I think a couple of times, but <laughs> one of them when we were doing Best in Show. We were, Parker and I were, uh, Parker Posey, who played my yes. wife in that show, we were arguing about our, our, uh, our dog's 
toy is missing, and uh, we're going back and forth about that. And at some point, she goes, okay, quit spinning in my head. And I realized I had to spin here. I didn't mean to. And so after after that, I ended up just started laughing because this was so crazy. But then I apologized for spinning in her face. That's but, awesome. Yeah. You were just lost in the and, yeah, and they ended up being fantastic, too. I, oh, one of my favorite scenes is the toy, uh, and you yell like you lose your shit on her, and it's awesome. It's my favorite scene. Now, speaking of, you mentioned Parker well, Posey. Well, you know, what's that? <laughs> I said, speaking of, you mentioned Parker Posey, and I mean, so many of you return to movies with Christopher Guest, so you have this great, this great crew of actors that you see, you know, every few years, I'm sure. Is it like... Do you have this fraternity sorority type feel going on because you all know each other, or what's it like on set since so many of you have worked together so many times? Yeah, it, it's it's it weird. It's like a weird family reunion when we, you know, are lucky enough to get to do another one. And and not only does it extend with the cast, but a lot of times also with the crew. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of familiar faces. Um, and because I don't know how much your audiences know about his particular films, but Mascots and a Mighty Wind and mm-hmm. That's the Show and Wayne for Duffman and um, for your consideration. Those films are improvised off of a an outline. Yes. Right. And so um, he's very um, protective on the sets. Like, we don't have a lot of visitors mm-hmm. um, that aren't, you know, family members or whatever. Um, like, agents and managers really aren't allowed and everything. So there's, a, there's not a lot of people standing around with their arms folded, you know, right, right. watching, which is great. Yes. Because, you know, it's hard enough. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he makes for a very, very supportive atmosphere on the sets, which I, I really enjoy and makes it great. But, yeah, seeing people like Parker lives in New York and I live in Los Angeles, so it's always a treat to see her. And then there's other people, you know, that live here that I see more often, but um, it's it's always a treat to see her. Mm-hmm. We have a very strange chemistry together. <laughs> I think we're still weirdly mad at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it goes when you oh, when you beautiful. work together. I love now, that chemistry. Now improv, I mean, it's a whole different discipline and approach to acting, and it and it's different than you know your typical what what you would see on TV or film. How has that informed your work throughout the years? You know, having a start in in improv and working with Christopher Guest. I think improv has really helped me, and mm-hmm. I think for anybody out there that's like well, certainly an actor, but also writers or. Um, right. Right. Even if you're in business um, of any sort, I think improv is so such a great tool because for writers, I mean, if you look at it this way, improv is writing on your feet. I mean, you, yeah. when you're up there, you have mm-hmm. to say something and you have to do something. You can't just stand there. So you're, you're not allowed to have writer's block. You know, it's... Um, and big thing about improv is you have to listen to the other people and you yeah. uh, mostly have to agree with what they're saying. So... It's great. It's a great business tool. It really, really trains you to listen to what people are saying and be able to, you know, kind of um, spitball their idea as well as their own. And not just be, but this is my idea. We're going to do it my way. You know what I mean? If right. right. There's three of us and we all have to work together. It's, it's a great, great thing for almost any business. So it's helped me a lot. It's definitely asked, especially for writing and um, I mean, that whole side of it, too. Yeah, because when you're writing, you're spending you know eight hours a day with a bunch of people, and yeah. you better be able to absolutely, you know, absolutely, get and yeah, and contribute. That's the big thing. A room yeah. full of writers, you're like, I got to think fast, exactly, because yeah, everybody's yeah. on it. Now, yeah, and you 
Yeah, and you can't hang on to your idea and just go like, hey, right. take my idea, and then you shut down for 20 minutes. Yeah, years. exactly. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, it's yeah. like you've been in the writer's room with me. It's so weird. <laughs> now, so you mentioned writing. So of your many hats, producing, acting, writing, you know, being a human, which is the most challenging hat you find to wear? Well, they're all challenging in their own different ways. Uh, my producing credits are mostly just a fancy word for being a writer. For the most part, um, that's sort of the way TV works is they give you a title and then extra you get another mm. title. Right. Um, and the more you, I guess the more advanced you are, the more responsibilities you have. So yeah, I, I will go into editing and things like that. But uh, the most challenging, honestly, sometimes the most challenging is to not feel horrible when you're in an, uh, in your, when you're in an audition and you see Forty people that look like you yeah. at the same time, yeah. and you're like, oh boy, any one of these people could do this part, and that's, that's where you don't you really have to challenge yourself not to start rocking in the corner or jumping out a window. <laughs> right. So that's probably the you know I don't know that's where you kind of feel the lowest, and it's it's true what they say about the acting profession. There's always a sign that says, you know, actors can't park here. No right. actors allowed. You know, no, but that water is for the producers, not for you. I mean, it's that always. Once you've got the job, it's it's a lot more fun. But yeah. getting it is uh, is always a bit um, of a challenge on your heart. Right. Well, and people always talk about that, you know, audition process and how not only tedious but awful it is. It's exhausting to get yeah. in there, and You're everyone's the you know bottom of the totem exactly, ball. and you yeah. have to rise to the top. You know, all all, all of that. Now, when you do get auditions, I, I mean, the roles you typically have played such awkward characters, which I love about you. And how, where does that inspiration come from? Oh, it all comes from my crazy family, for sure. <laughs> um, no, I um, but no, I think I, I don't know. I, I I grew up with uh, I eccentric isn't the right word, but um. <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Ohio. I grew mm -hmm. up in Chicago. So I definitely have kind of a a Midwest politeness, right? Mixed with um, I don't know a good deal of cynicism. And when you put that together, it sort of explodes into some odd choices at times, I guess. <laughs> um, and then you know, part of put quirkiness sort of depends on what way I'm at. <laughs> That's a story of my life. Sometimes right? I'm having a yeah. I'm having a bad way day. Is another one. Right. I just did a show called Nobodies, and my father literally. My father called me. This was maybe two weeks ago. Called to say, "Did you wear a fast suit for that role?" Oh! I went, no, no, I didn't. That was me. So. Yeah. Oh my God! You're like, so no, I did it, but I'm gonna file this away because yeah. I'll use it later. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's sort of like you're never gonna get the praise from your your family the way you think you're going. Right. <laughs> I don't know. True, true statement. <laughs> but don't expect I mean, much from me. He means to be mean. Yeah. I think he really thought that was true, <laughs> and I thought, you know, he's kind of right. Oh God. Oh boy. I love. I'm gonna have to use those yeah. things in in my life now. Now let's talk about. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you had a recurring guest role on the sitcom that I felt personally was really culturally important, but far too short lived, which would be the New Normal. What was that? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because I thought it was so. It was amazing. And it, it was, was amazing needed. and needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. 
a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And the weird part about that job was I was, at the same time, I was writing on the show Glee. Right. Both of them were produced by Ryan Murphy, and right. um, I. So I would, I would, you know, I'd be writing on Glee, and then it would be, oh, it's time to go over and you know shoot my part on whatever. And they were both shot on the same sound. I mean, they were both shot at Paramount Studios. Right. So I'd literally run down the thing, and shoot what I had to do, and then go back to work again. Oh my god! So it was. It was um, it was fun, but it's not. It wasn't, you know, sort of like okay, here we go, yay, that's fun, and now back to the other job. And <laughs> it's very exciting, mm-hmm. but um, it was uh, it was a uh, it was kind of a strange sprint in some weird ways. But yeah, it was fun. And Georgia King, who played the uh, surrogate, who's now on Vice Principals, yes, right. Uh, yeah. We're we're fast friends, and we have brunch like every other week. Oh, yeah. nice. I don't know. It's it's fun. It was a it was a fun show and. Matt Bomer and I, mm-hmm. I got Matt Bomer's first case, Spring Kiss, was me, <laughs> and because um, he played my boyfriend. That's and, right. Oh, God. Yeah. And on that day, when we, when we leaned in for a kiss, the whole crew just laughed. laughed. That was the funniest <laughs> thing they've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, and that and, was another day where I wanted to jump out the window. Right. So yeah. But gay men everywhere <laughs> but, were so jealous of yes, you. Yes, we were. <laughs> we were dying. Uh, <laughs> well, imagine doing that in front of about two hundred people. Oh and, sure. Um, like I, several times, and but yeah, he's such a nice guy. And, yeah. Yeah. And he kind of lives near me around here, so I bump into him at farmers markets and stuff. Oh nice. He's, he's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but, so fun. Yeah, it was it was fun. Well, and speaking of you know fun the job. new normal, I mean, it didn't really make it as far as we would hope, and and that's kind of the case with the real O'Neills. I mean, they just recently got canceled. Why do you think that is with shows like that? Whereas Will and Grace had such a long shelf life, and I mean, it's still really popular. What's the difference there? Uh, I, I I guess you would just have to ask America that. I mean, uh, people have true. To be, yeah. Sometimes things catch on, sometimes they don't. It also depends what time in history they land. Yeah. You know, I mean, nowadays with like Real O'Neill's, um, you're competing against 500 other things, literally, at the same time. So just getting eyeballs to, you know, to watch it is a big deal. And um, it's hard, you know. And, and, right. and again, it's a subject matter that some people aren't that excited to watch they'd rather watch something else and Mm -hmm. you know that's the marketplace um and maybe if the real news was on say uh, a cable channel would still be on i mean that's certainly been the case with crazy ex-friend we have not great ratings and we're lucky to still be on the air but that's because the cw believes the show and it's a cable network right had we been on cbs i don't know if we'd have the same fate so um you know, it's business. Well, you know, you... It's you, business. It is, it and is. it certainly is the, the business part of the show, because the show's much more fun. But now, we have, speaking of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, we have been very lucky to talk to some of the nicest actors from that amazing show, and that show makes theater kids everywhere, like, super happy. Uh, how did you get involved? Yeah. How did you get involved in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Um, it, it was kind of strange. I uh, Glee had just finished up. I had been writing on Glee for four years and uh, recurring here and there on the show as an actor. And then um, 
I got a call from, you know, to go meet the people there. Um, and I think it was a recommendation from actually, I think the person who first recommended me was Allie Adler, who I had worked with on Glee, and she knew the show lovers of Crazy X. So it, it sort of worked on a recommendation, but they, you know, we, I had material that they read, and then you go in and you meet um, Aline Brosh McKenna, who is the co creator, along with Rachel Bloom, and we had a, you know, a pretty nice meeting, and then, you know, it worked out. So, that's how that's how it happened. I really didn't know any of them, right? Well, now, ahead of time. Now, so, with with a show like Crazy Ex Girlfriend, I mean, musical TV is is a completely different beast and isn't necessarily the easiest to pull off. But being behind the scenes on that, what were some of the biggest challenges you know that you faced while creating Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Well, I think with the with our musical show, a lot of people ask like, does the music come first? And that's mm-hmm. and I would say ninety nine percent of the time it doesn't. Right. The challenge is you, you have the theme of whatever the episode is, and then the music is created in spots and the thing to help, you know, uh, accentuate what the theme is or whatever the story point is at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. You never want to shoehorn a song into a thing. It, it gets, right. the songs get rewritten a lot, right. too, oh, either no. because the theme has changed or maybe the plot has changed a bit here and there. So, um I would say that's probably the biggest challenge on a show like that. Um, and then, the, you know, the other challenge is having people go, do I want to watch this? And I think uh, the answer with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is the songs are so funny. And oh, my God. they're just, they're really <laughs> clever. <It's, laughs> they it's, are. <laughs> it's, they're kind of, yeah, they're parodies of music videos yeah. and different genres, everything from an MGM musical to, you know, Beyonce. So <laughs> yes. you never know. It's everything, yeah. and you know the songs have hilarious titles, many of them. So, you know, it's 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 really kind of enhances the comedy or the pathos of what's going on at the moment. Exactly. And sometimes, hopefully, both. And the the actors on that show deliver them so well. Oh, I can watch yeah. Donna Lynn forever. Ever. And cracks ever. the oh, hell up. Oh yeah. my god. She is amazing, but that everybody there is great. So, out of all the aspects of shooting this show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, what is your favorite thing about it? It's probably when they're when they're shooting one of the musical numbers that you can go watch it and see how, you know, it's just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And um I think that's probably my as far as being on the set goes. Um and as far as the overall show goes, I, it's really, I think, satisfying when we when we do it right to have a, a funny episode that turns into something that um, hopefully is culturally relevant. And uh, that's it was described by the co-creators, Aline Brush McKenna and Rachel Bloom, as a comedic Breaking Bad. Oh. And, um, <laughs> I can see and that. So, so it's, it's kind of fun when you look at it through that lens and to kind of take mm-hmm. the whole you're kind of taking these tropes of romantic comedies and like, oh, is it going to get the guy? Is it going to get the girl? And then you're going to slowly realize it's not about that. It's it's about mental health and your act together before mm-hmm. maybe you consider dating someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's, that's what it really becomes about. It's not so much like, Team Greg or Team Josh, but maybe like Team Mental Health. <laughs> yes! And, hey, yes. there you go. Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> That's yeah. so important. And um, 
sometimes we're chasing something that maybe we shouldn't be chasing at this particular moment. Right. Um, so <laughs> that's sort of the fun of it. I'm getting that T-shirt now. Team Mental Health. That's team my new health. Yeah. T-shirt. That's yeah, perfect. Team Mental Health. Courtesy of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Let's, let's, Love it. Let's do it. Let's make them up. Yeah. I, hey, we're in. We're in. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get started on that. Now, okay, Michael, so we like to do at least one fun question on the lounge because we're, we're, just, we're just fun people. So we like to ask, what's the most embarrassing or awkward moment in your career? And are there any that come to mind to you about yours? Oh, I've had many. Um, <laughs> good. This is good. <laughs> speaking of, I've told this story on a different podcast, so okay. forgive me, so it's not completely new, but it's Still by far my most embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, good. On, speaking of the new normal, the show, you know, from a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, before, when it's beginning, they have what they call a table read where you have mm-hmm. to, um, you know, read the whole thing in front of, you know, very important people and they, you know, give people a lot of notes and all this other stuff. So before that happens, there's a pre-table read where you practice. Okay. And this particular one was at a very fancy hotel called the Chateau Marmont up here, where the the cast is gathered with um, the producers in a you know in a hotel room, and you're practicing. And on the way to that, uh, I was maybe five minutes away, and it was raining, and it was you know I was late. It was raining. I wasn't late, but I wasn't you know I had no time to spare. Right. I I had a little bit of a shark in my pants. Oh. I went, so I went to have a heart and it turned into a shark no! oh no so, to make a long story short I wasn't so bad that it's like you know but I yeah. had to go into the I ran one week when I got to the hotel room I went immediately to the bathroom took off my underwear and hit them in the shower <laughs> and then put my put my pants back on the table read hoping nobody you know stopped it or whatever and then after it was over, made a beeline back to the bathroom and grabbed the underwear so the maid wouldn't find it in the shower. Oh, and, man. And went home. So, yeah, when you're, you're sitting next to Ellen Barkin and, you know, oh, he leaked off. Right. And, and Ryan Murphy. So you're just oh, like, no. please, please. Oh, yeah, my that God. Was probably, that's probably right up there. I love that you said that that, because you know everybody has that moment, and And that's the worst place to shark. That is the worst. That is Ryan Murphy. uh, Hi. Oh my God. (laughs) That is I know it really. I I I don't know. I think so. If there's there's any takeaway, I I recommend that everyone listening to have a pair of underwear in your in your trunk. Always have an emergency pair. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, or maybe brother. some wet wipes. I mean, right. anything that can just—you never know. Just have an emergency. You never know kit. when it's going to happen. That's yeah. true. Yeah. They are—they are sneaky. Listen, <laughs> I absolutely love that you shared that. Oh my God, people are gonna—we're gonna use that in all of our yeah. advertising for, the, yeah. for this show. Oh no. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> the most embarrassing, and that is right up there with. Um, you know. Well, you know, and I you can't know. get more embarrassed. So, see, you—you you got that out of the way. You never have to be that embarrassed again. Done. Done. Yeah, I've had that experience. I don't need to have it See? again. See? Done. Yeah. I love I it. I have had it again. But oh. I... oh, no. <laughs> I... Oh, no. Yeah. I'm thinking if it's recurring, maybe the doctor. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that. That's something we I check out. Yeah. Now, I honestly I've, don't know I've how we... 
bad ones, but that that one right right up there was one of the oh worst. Oh boy, maybe maybe you need a T-shirt that so. says Team Anal Health. <laughs> yes, bowel, exactly. Bowel, hey, listen, Bowel Health. Margaret, we just saw Margaret Cho, yeah. a comedian, just the other day, and she tells a great story. You two need to bond. Yeah, because she tells the greatest story about that. It's how awesome. she she poops in her car. So yeah, it's go. awesome. So there I love it. it. Well, it's when it's bad. Yeah, those those kind of things in a working situation are never good. No, <laughs> never. And I'll tell you, when you throw in like rain and everything else, and there's not time to go back. You just have no, to kind right. of play by ear. Uh, that is, that's when so, that's when improv training. Improv, there you go. Takes over. <laughs> improv from now. Go. Think on your feet. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't Oof. know. I don't know how we recover from that story, but I'm going to go in. So, of all the people you've worked with in your illustrious career. Who are some of your favorite people to collaborate with that you've had so far? Absolutely, Christopher Guest is on the top of the list. Yeah. Um, he is like, he is extremely. Right. What he does that you guys probably don't know is that when you're when you're casting one of his things, mm-hmm. he also says, "Okay, go to the hair and makeup department, talk to them about well, how you want to look." And same thing with the costume. So he gives actors a ton of freedom to kind of create their character and their look and uh, their backstory, and and that's. No one does that, except that I know right. of, except for him that I've worked with. So that, it's so fun. It's it's like when we did the show, I told the hair and makeup people, I told the hair people, this guy thinks that he's Matthew Perry. And we we created what Matthew Perry's hair looked like. And at the time, he was on Friends. Yeah. And I had the exact same hair. And no one knows that except me. Yeah. <laughs> but it helps, you know, it helps me character, and, um, and with that, it happens over and over again. So he's at the top of the list. Ryan Murphy, absolutely. He's, um, I've never met anyone who can think the way he does. Um, he just thinks big picture more than anyone I've ever met. Like, just these amazing, mm-hmm. crazy ideas that are, that come to life. Um, and Aline Brosh McKenna, who I'm working with now, she, I don't know if you know much, about her from just her name, but she she wrote The Devil Wears Prada yes, and right. uh, many other films, and she is a terrific writer. And to watch her work on a on a TV show like like Crazy X, where so much thought has gone into uh, just uh, just the themes behind the show and, and uh, the motivations is is fascinating. But those. And then as far as actors go, like um, definitely Parker Posey, definitely mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge is one of my favorite people in the world. I'm seeing her tonight oh. for her birthday. And just oh. um, just so many, you know, there's just a ton. The Groundlings, we had so many people come through there that were just so familiar with. And, um, but yeah, those are probably the top of them. Jane Lynch, all Jane fun. Lynch. You know, oh, just always. Great. What a what a um, what a great so, list! Just just make it bring all I these could, people together, make one project, call it good. That's that oh, would be that would be amazing. That would be perfect. Yeah. Now, Michael, before we let yeah, you go, I mean, we, I mean, what else can we see coming up from you? Oh, great! No, and Rachel Bloom, who's on my show, I have to mention her. She's crazy talented. I'm yes. telling you, you can't even believe. Not only does she act in the show, she writes and she writes the song. She does all the, you know, she's just amazingly talented um i'm going to be in a movie called magic camp from disney coming out i think next spring okay um and right now so that's on the acting front on the on the right front right now i'm just through the end of this year i'm I'm working on crazy x so there's not a whole lot of time to be acting at the moment um but i may pop out here and there for something but um yeah it's you know it's you have to kind of be where they right. where you're at at the moment and that's that and i love it 
Well, I'll tell you, you are quirky and so much fun to see you on screen and then so smart behind the scenes to write some amazing stuff. And I love delving into that. So thank you for spending time with the boys well, and telling us, telling us a great sharding story. Yeah, always appreciated. <laughs> well, I apologize if people aren't, you know, I didn't mean to do it. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't plan for that. Uh, you know. I mean, you just roll <laughs> with it. Yeah. Nobody wants to shit their pants right <laughs> before the uh, table read. Right. Exactly. You just <laughs> wanted to make not, sure you remembered. Like yeah, right. You wanted to remember that moment, so yeah, that's, that's how you just put an exclamation point on it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, sir, I'm just you know, I'm just lucky I hadn't eaten a lot of fruit that day. I, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, lots of prunes. Oh God, this so. is. This is perfect. Yeah. That's what happens Ooh. to me. You're right. This is why I'm anti-fruit. Yeah. This is why. Because this happens. Oh, I apologize to all of yeah, all the people that just came back from church. I didn't mean to tell that story. I think, you know what, it brings them back down to, you know, the world we live in, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, we thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, keep doing amazing work. I'm all addicted right. to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And all of your oh, good. crew. Yeah. All of you guys are so genuine and so sweet. And that... That means even more in this business, I'll tell you. So thanks for spending time with well, us. Thank you. You're having me. Have a great day. Okay, you too, sir. And that was Michael Hitchcock. He is one of the writers, producers of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is one of our favorite shows. It's so much fun. It is, and I'm going to get team mental health. Okay, so I, I love, love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yep. because uh, everything he tell said, me. everything he said about how... Maybe it's not about who she gets together with, and it's more about she needs to get her shit together yeah. before. Because I feel like it's my life. Yeah, if I could <laughs> add musical numbers randomly, which I sort of do already, kind of, it's true. And it's more people need to do weird. that. Too many people don't get their shit together before they're, you know, on with the next. Exactly. So I well, do love that. Team mental health team and mental health. also team anal health as their game. <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> your bowel movements... Just want to be a dick. They, they want to chart while you're yeah. in front of famous people. While you're, yeah, while you're sitting next to Ellen Barkin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I kind of feel like know. she's the kind of woman that if she would have noticed, she would call you out in front of everybody. Exactly. She'd she's be like, afraid. She's like, me, I got no time. Um, did you just pull your pants? Yes. Uh, I love that he, I mean, he had a plan. to do. He ran to the show. I mean, he the man is smart. Listen, smart improv. Yeah, exactly. he knows how to think on his feet. Well, and always, you know what's funny is I actually do have an extra pair of underwear in my car. You do? I do, and it's not because it's an accident. It's because I don't. don't know. I mean, listen, I actually kind of figured. You kind of know. What it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, listen. I, mean, I need it. Right. Whatever. You know Left what? It in there. If. Still yeah. there. That'll be my accident pair. Can I, can I share too much? What okay, if, go for it. Yeah. What if? You yeah. know, when you work out, a lot of times, like, I sweat all over, right? Uh, and then always, I'm like, yeah. I, I want to, like, you know, hook up with that guy. You know. I just don't want sweaty underwear. Well, I don't you, want it. I mean, if you do it at the gym, it's a it's a given that both of you are going to be sweaty. I know. Going in, but sweaty girl, in the middle, and even sweatier after. Girl, I want to I wanna start. I'm, I'm that <laughs> 50s housewife. Who wants to go out of bed, doing their oh hair, get up early, God. and get it? Because it must keep the the you know I mean, magic you and know, fabulousness. In alive. some ways, that's great. Sometimes that's just boring. It's like, no, I want to know that you're a real human and you sweat like a pig, and yeah, that's but fine. They don't listen. That's that's cool. That only happens that's with totally people fine. I date. Oh, okay. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, if this is just you're a, not into oh, some. Now, if we start, <laughs> you know, if it, two weeks later, then I mean, oh, okay. the All real right. comes out. It, it takes like, a little bit. You have to be perfect. Don't show your crazy first. Don't show it. Is sweating crazy?
Is that a thing? Listen, pitch my standards. I think there's, I know, but I think because there's, there's, so there's much crazier, crazy, there's crazier to show. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least I didn't shit my pants. So oh I'm my just God. <laughs> but I love it. All of that so to much say, fun. that was the, that was a fun interview. That was love a fun, it. he's such a nice guy. I yeah. know. And I love that he has, he has awkward stories all through, and that's the best you thing know, in the world. Because they're real. Does. It's yeah, totally exactly. real. Everyone kind of has that story where they're like, eh. Oh my god! This happened, and it's I awful. I that his dad asked if he was wearing a fat suit. I'm like, that would happen to me. He was like, Dad, you're like, okay. Real. Well, I was feeling really good. Honest. So thanks. <laughs> well, listen, That's these shady parents. It is. These are the kind of stories. These are the kind of interviews you can no. always expect in the lounge. The lounge. From Jonathan and sure. Sergey. So maybe tune in every week because we've got a new one mm-hmm. for you all the time. And if you want to check out past ones, you can. You can either go to jonathanandsergey.com and you, find those. That's right. Or you can go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are uh, located under Jonathan and Sergey. So find us. Tune in. Find the podcast wherever go podcasts are Go to iTunes. Yeah. Go to iTunes. Go to all the other Pod places. Beam, Stitcher. Go to all Stitcher, of them. Everything. Whatever and then go tell all your friends you because you know it's too much fun. I know. Until next time. Bye, bitch. Bye. The Martini Lounge is made possible by... Insert your name here. And also... We're looking for ads. And don't forget... You can display your business right here. The Martini Lounge can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Jonathan and Sergey. And also our website, jonathanandsergey.com. Until next time, all you cool cats.